Welcome to Storytime with Michael Kingswood. I'm Michael Kingswood, a retired submarine officer. I'm also a private pilot, martial artist, engineer, and a lifelong fan of science fiction and fantasy. I've written and published dozens of stories across the entire spectrum of speculative fiction. So sit back, let your mind wander through realms of adventure as I tell you a story. Storytime with Michael Kingswood. It's episode 12 of the podcast. It's scene 11, Veritas Morte, science fiction novella that I wrote and Keith Mickelson narrated in the audiobook version. We left Lucian last, and he had just been hit by a ton of bricks. He came off his victory in the duel. He avenged his father. He found the bad guy, killed him, and then it turned out that, yeah... Emerson was a bad guy, but he's a bad guy with cause. And the Empire has not been dealing straight with people for a long, long time. And his father, that uh, Lucian loves, has been kind of been crooked, right? He's been skirting the very outside of the law in order to have excuses to conquer outside nations, and subjugate them to his will. Now, everything that Lucian told Ophelia about the benefits being the Empire are still true. And they get infrastructure, they get protection, they get trade deals, they get all this sort of stuff thrown in, but that doesn't change the fact that they were brought in under nefarious means. So you're a Lucian, right? What do you do? Let's check out the next scene and see. Veritas Morte, a science fiction novella by Michael Kingswood. Narrated by Keith Mickelson. The airlock leading to Princess Ophelia's ship opened, and she turned and made a small curtsy. Farewell, Prince Lucian, she said. It was a pleasure to make your acquaintance. She was back in blue with the hair to match. But unlike their first meeting, she did not wear that small, knowing smile. Her expression was reserved, distant, as though what she had seen in the duel put her off to him. He could not say he blamed her. He returned the curtsy with a short bow of his own. And you, princess. He paused, then glanced aside to where Dila, Abernathy, and a quartet of marine guards stood. Then he stepped a bit closer and lowered his voice. I owe you an apology. Her eyebrows rose. Lucian looked away for a moment. I thought you were the one who poisoned my father, and I was rude to you because of that. But you no longer think it. He shook his head. Emerson told me you were not involved. You believed him? He had no reason to lie. He was about to kill me. Ophelia did smile then, a crafty grin that did not reach her eyes. He underestimated you. Lucian shook his head again. No, he was better than me. If he had not stopped to gloat. But no matter, done is done. But I treated you poorly, and for that I apologize. Ophelia inclined her head to him. Apology accepted. Good. He stepped back again and raised his voice. 
I have learned some things recently, troubling things, and until I fully get to the bottom of them, I am calling off the campaign in Corellis. The order went out this morning. He tried to manage a smile. You can tell your father you were successful in your mission. Her eyes widened in surprise, he thought at first, but then in pleasure. I am happy to hear it. She paused, then smiled, more warmly than she had in days. Thank you, Lucian. I didn't do it for you. She nodded. I know. I thank you anyway. They stood there for a long moment, just looking at each other. Lucian found, as he always did, that he could probably spend an eternity soaking up her features and never grow bored of the sight. A softly cleared throat brought him back to reality. He glanced over to where Abernathy stood looking impatient and felt his cheeks flushing with embarrassment. Well, Lucian said, I hope we will meet again, princess. I think that can be arranged. Until then, your highness. She gave him one of those knowing smiles. Then she turned and strode into her ship. Dila followed, but she took a moment to look him up and down and roll her eyes slightly before she stepped through the door. The airlock door slid shut, and Lucian could not help chuckling. A most interesting young lady, Abernathy observed. That she is, Lucian said. That she is. In her own way, I think she is more deadly than Baron Emerson ever could have hoped to be. Abernathy looked sidelong at him. Be careful, you do not get taken unawares, my prince. Lucian felt his mirth fading, and he nodded agreement. She was one to be handled carefully, for sure. It would be a good handling, though. But that was a thought for another day. Romance, or whatever it was between the two of them, could wait. He had an empire to set right. He turned and limped from the room. Summon the High Council, Abernathy, he said over his shoulder. We have work to do. As you command, my prince. And so he set off to remake the empire. His father had built it upon duplicity and conquest, but he would see it become a nation that acted with honesty and honor, and maybe even something a republican-minded princess could approve of. There were worse goals to have. All right, so that is it. That is the story of Veritas Morte. story of how Lucian came to power and how he came to understand what his empire truly was. And it looks like he is going to take the tack of uh, trying to make the empire into more an honorable place. Partly because he, you know, finds it wrong what the empire and his father did before him. But also, maybe because he's still kind of sweet on Ophelia and thinking, maybe, yeah, maybe I can get in there and, you know, impress her a bit, which, hey, you know, worst motivations out there. Now, some of you are going to be out there saying, well, wait a minute, is she really on the up and up? Or, hey, wait a minute, what else is going on? Was there anybody else to the conspiracy? I, well, we're not going to, we don't know. We don't know in this story. You know, I, I had not planned this to be more than a one-off story when I wrote it. I wrote it almost two years ago. Uh, I submitted it to the Writers of the Future contest and a few other places. Um, because, yeah, I was figured it was a good story, and let's see if uh, some big publishing type people will like it. Nothing never really caught on anywhere, so I decided to 
uh, put it out through my own uh, business venture, which um, I will still occasionally send out short stories to uh, other venues out there, but really, by and large, I really don't care to play that game with big New York publishing at all, because it's a waste of a whole lot of time, and frankly, I find it more fun to uh, just do the independent business and venture thing myself. Plus, potentially, the the profits are much higher doing it this way. Potentially, right? There's, you know, you're, you're one twig grass in a field. But damn it, it's my little sprig of grass. And I can grow as big as I want to based on what I do, which is nice. And let's face it, I mean, I'm yeah, coming from a pretty pretty sweet place, right? I'm retired Navy, so I got a Navy pension. I got a VA disability rating, and I have a kick-ass civilian job, so I make pretty good money. So I don't, you know, all these things aside that I said earlier about, hey, pay the artist, they still hold true. But I also am not in a place where I'm starving if, you know, things don't work out, right? I'm doing okay. I would like to be able to kick the civilian company to the curb and just do this because that'd be awesome. You know, provide cool stories for you guys, have fun, you know, just live in the imagination all the time. Let let the things not live in imagination all the time. That's not the right way. But it's pretty satisfying creating things and then finding out that people enjoyed them and got something out of them, Either, even if it's, just, if it's just entertainment, which is nothing to be, nothing to shake a stick at, right? Entertainment by itself is awesome, but you know, whether you intend to, whether a writer intends to or not, there will always be something deeper or something more personal put into it because it's a person writing, right? Our biases, our thoughts, our philosophies will come through, and that will sometimes impact people. Anyway, um, I'm not sure exactly where I was going with it. Oh, anyway, yeah. So I originally didn't intend this to be anything more than one one off. But, you know, going back through it in the last few months as I've uh, gotten it published and done the ebook, proofreading the print copies and proof listening to the ebook and uh, the, the audiobook, rather, not the ebook, I apologize. Um, I've come back to realize, man, I really like Lucian. <laughs> I think Ophelia is pretty cool. And, well, great, great characters. And, you know, there's more to revisit here. So I may write some follow up stories with Lucian and Ophelia and the rest in the future. I don't know when that will be. I've got a whole bunch of other things I'm writing first. Uh, and I'm tempted to tie those other things into this. I'm not quite sure how to yet. We'll figure that out. Anyway, um, so there are answers out there. I haven't put them out. I haven't put them out yet. I don't know that I've really figured them out yet. But... Yeah, they'll be coming, assuming I don't croak in the next few, you know, six months to two years or whatever. Uh, but I'm in pretty good health, pretty good shape, and uh, was just lifting weights. Yes, last night was doing uh, bench pressing sets, and I realized, man, I'm pressing more than I ever have. This is pretty awesome. Um, yeah, it's a bit, that's neither here nor there. Um, anyway, so we're done with this story now. Hopefully, you liked it. If you like it, uh, leave a review of the store, even if you didn't buy the story. Go to a bookstore, go to the audio bookstore, 
and leave a review there. You know, because you didn't buy it, but you've listened to it. You know what happened, right? Reviews help a writer more than you think, uh, because this is about social proof. Other people look at the thing and say, oh, yeah, I, oh, look, these 10 people liked it. Oh, maybe I'll like it too. Right? Um, and some stores include that in their algorithm to how to rank stuff. Not sure how much they do. Um, but even, yeah, do that. If you've been listening all this time and you like it, and now, you know, buy the damn thing, will you? I mean, okay, you know, you've already read it, already listened to it. But hey, you know, hook a brother up. But if you don't want to do that, you know, stick around for the next one. We'll be, I'm going to do a couple of uh, writing philosophy things in between here for the next couple of weeks, and then we'll get back to next book slash story. I haven't decided whether I'm going to do a short story or a novel yet. Um, and continue on watching. Let me know what you think about things. Send me an email. Uh, the other way to give me money is to become a patron on Patreon. Uh, and uh, we'll go from there. Assuming you want to give me money. But, well, that's entirely up to you. Regardless, I hope you liked it. If you did, that's, let me know because that's payment too. Um, and we'll go from there. Please tune in the next one. Until then, don't do anything I wouldn't do. We hope you have enjoyed Veritas Morte, a science fiction novella by Michael Kingswood, narrated by Keith Mickelson. If you enjoyed this story, the author humbly invites you to leave a review on Audible, Amazon, Goodreads, or your favorite literary website. Copyright 2017, Michael Kingswood. Production Copyright. 2017 by Michael Kingswood. All rights reserved. That'll do it for this episode of Storytime with Michael Kingswood. Come by my website, michaelkingswood.com, for information about my work. There you can sign up for a newsletter where I tell about new releases and special promotions. Guaranteed to be spam free. Or just drop me an email at michael at michaelkingswood.com and I look forward to hearing from you. If you really like my stuff, don't feel like giving me a buck, drop by Patreon and sign up to be a patron. As always, if you like today's story, be sure to leave a review on your favorite online bookstore and share this podcast with all your friends. This production is copyright Michael Kingswood. Intro and outro music copyright Gene Paul Zogby, licensed through stockmusic.net. All rights reserved.